Hey everybody, it's me, Jerrica. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Black Packing. Um, this is the 23rd episode, and on today's episode, I have Cynthia with me. Hello, everyone. <laughs> um, so, Cynthia, um, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Sure. Uh, my name is Cynthia, and I'm the host of the Getting Your Shit Together podcast. It is a podcast around um, recovery. So in full transparency, I am in recovery from alcohol in particular. So my podcast was an initial, um, I guess, journey or like journey into that realm. So I wanted to talk about um, my recovery. I want to talk about things that happened prior to my recovery. I wanted to talk about things that happened while I went through my first year of recovery because that was um, me pretty much all of last year because I got sober January 1st, 2019. And then also I wanted to talk about um, just underlying things because I feel like a lot of times addiction and everything like that gets a bad rep, which I totally understand. But I also want to talk about, well, why do certain people gravitate towards certain things? So for me, it was alcohol, but I also had things around like food and everything like that. And sometimes, um, and a lot of it because was due to like underlying trauma and a lot of things that I went to, but I didn't know how to like self do myself. I didn't know how to talk about things. I didn't know how to be vulnerable and I didn't know how to be present. So I would bury myself under all these other vices in order just to feel numb or not feel or not think or just feel like I was okay. Alcohol was one that really did me in. Um, and so I decided in August 1st of last year to just kind of get all this stuff out of my head, start talking about it openly, honestly, honestly, candidly, and just see if it would resonate with someone. Even if it resonated with one person, I was totally fine with that. And I just kind of wanted to say, like, you know, hey, let's crush this stigma. Hey, let's talk about these things and why, not just the addiction itself, but all these underlying things, because I feel that we probably have more in common when it comes to, like, the underlying stuff. It may have manifested for you in a different way. You may have been able to address it in a better way or what have you, but we kind of all have this stuff. And it's like, we don't really want to talk about this stuff. We only want to just, like, you know, act like it's not there. So I just kind of wanted to throw mine, my story out there for everybody to see I'm not perfect. I don't always have it all the way together. Hence the name of the podcast and why it's titled the way that it is. But I just wanted to be like, hey, I'm open, I'm honest, and I like to just encourage everybody to do the same. So that's kind of what my podcast is in a nutshell. Yeah, that's, um, I think that's perfect. Um, I think what you're doing a podcast is the perfect platform to use because I'm sure the people that have listened to it, like it's, it's resonated with someone and I'm sure it's helped someone out. Um, you know, just hearing other people's stories is, and them being relatable is always helpful in overcoming something like that. and um, male and female, all different ethnicities and everything like that. 
But um, I really think that if it wasn't for the fact that I did decide to take the gamble and just be like, this is it, whether it's pretty or not, um, I don't think I would ever have dialed into a lot of those um, audiences. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure it's been pretty therapeutic for you. If you feel comfortable, what what is kind of the backstory or what was the breaking moment in you wanting to get sober? Oh, yeah. So, um, sure, I can talk about it. I have had probably a drinking problem for a long, long time. I think a lot of people when they talk about alcohol, there's like a rock bottom that people talk about or experience. And for some, it's like the DUI, it's the cops, it's wrecking a car, it's losing your job, it's like a lot of things. And then in some aspects, it's kind of, sometimes it could be like a really internal, personal thing. I talked about rock bottoms on my podcast, and I said like usually a rock bottom, a lot of people think it's like those big things. And sometimes it is. It is a DUI. Um, but sometimes it's a very intimate and personal thing for you, and you're just like, I have to stop. Like, I can't keep doing this to myself anymore. Um, I've never had a DUI or anything like that. I think partially because I live in New York City and I don't have to drive. Uh, so I was kind of scared always having to get behind the wheel of a car. And um, But for me, I, like I said, I live in New York City. I work in an industry which is known for drinking on the job. I work in advertising. Um, I'm a very social person outside of work, um, which I'm going a little stir crazy because of this whole being inside all the time because I like to be social. There's happy hours, there's diverse happy hours here in New York, everything like that. So it's plentiful and it's at your fingertips. Um, and it was kind of normalized. I was around a lot of people that drank a lot like me or, or more than me, so I never thought about it. And I was kind of just always used to waking up with a hangover or or doing something to get rid of a hangover. So to me, it was just kind of like, that's just how I was living life. I was in a really stressful job, and I and actually also decided to switch into another agency around this time. I was gaining a whole bunch of weight. I was hanging out and going drinking like every night, basically. I'm getting way too drunk. All the work was stressful because it was new and I was launching something. And then um, I ended up going to like a friend's Christmas party. This was in December 2018. And I just like, sh- like showed my ass. Like it was so like, and I'm a very person that li- I'm a very much a person that likes to keep it be like presentable at all times. I don't want you to think that I'm messy. And like, it's really important. Like maybe it's like my ego thing that I have that I just like, I just have to not be that person, like that train wreck person. And but I can't say that because, like, you know, I went to this Christmas party and I just got totally blitzed. Like, I was didn't drink, eat all day because I was stressed and upset. And I drank a bottle of wine. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to go to this party. And I went there and I proceeded to drink wine and I was mixing all types of different things, tequila, whatever. It was just a mess. And I got totally obliterated. Ended up making out this one guy there. And losing my phone, like, twisted my ankle, don't even know how I got into my apartment. And, like, luckily I still had my keys and I could get myself, but I woke up in bed and I still had all my clothes on and I just felt like crap. You know, I just felt so horrible, so run down, I couldn't remember anything. I was totally blacked out. Couldn't find myself. 
And I was sort of just like, you know, I just started crying. And I'm not like a huge crier. I wasn't a huge crier back then. I just started crying. And I'm just like, you know, and I didn't talk to myself or say like, like encouraging things to myself. I was not a worries of affirmation chick. I was like, you know, very much a realist, very much like, nah, that's BS. But for whatever reason, I was like hurting, my body hurt, my, I was hurting emotionally because I just felt like, why do I keep doing this to myself? Because that wasn't the first time. It was just a really bad time. And I just said to myself, like, you know, I'm going to learn to love myself even though I don't know how. And I don't know why I said that to myself. I don't know how. It's totally not my MO at the time. Totally not how I talked about myself. And I just did that. And I just sat there and I was, and I just said it over and over to myself until, like, I felt some type of peace about it. And then I knew then that all my troubles, well, a lot of my issues, a lot of my problems, when it comes to the things that I would do to myself, I would allow, allow to be done to me. And the things that I would brush away, a lot of it had to do with my relationship to alcohol. I couldn't deny it anymore. It was either I change it now or I'm just going to sign up and say I'm just going to be a train wreck for the rest of my life and that's just how I'm going to be. And I didn't want that for my life. I didn't want that to be like, that's my story. That's all I have to look forward to. So what I'm doing wasn't working and I'm stubborn, but I finally said, you know what? Let me go and try something different. Let me see what it's like. And then if I don't like it, I can always go back. And um, so I stopped January 1st, um, 2019, and I've been sober ever since. Wow. So that was kind of like your New Year's resolution. And you got, yeah, and you got know, it done. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, oh, it's a New Year's thing. I'm like, it wasn't intentionally trying to be a New Year's thing. But I was like, all right. I guess we can start there and see how it goes. And I've been trucking along ever since. Yeah, that's that's great. Congratulations to you being Thank strong. You. Um, and so you've done a lot of traveling. And I'm assuming you've done some traveling before and after sobriety, and I'm sure that changed yes. some things for you. I would say so. Um, I am an avid traveler. It's one of my favorite things. I come from a military family. Like traveling is just like I love it. And when I wasn't sober, I think I would just look forward. Like I would go to places like Europe or Asia or anywhere, like I would go and see, of course I wanted to see the sites. I want to sightsee because I'm a huge history buff. I have like art history minor, all this stuff. Like I'm just, I'm all about it. Like I geek out. But then I was also on the flip side, always like focused on like, that's great, I'm going to do all that in the morning. And then by five o'clock, I'm going to go and start like my other type of, excitement, which involved, like, I didn't really, I don't consider myself a foodie, like, I, I, like, I enjoy food, but I'm not a foodie, like, I'm not, like, I kind of eat just to survive, like, I like to eat, you know, for that, uh, but I love drinking, like, I love wine, I love the different types of drinks, I love drinking, like, the local drinks and stuff like that, like, I love it, and finding what the local hit, the hot spot was, the hole in the wall, whatever, like, I would go on a hunt for it, and I was, it was fun, and then, like, I would go by myself, I would go with people if I was traveling with them, but I loved going by myself, because then I would meet interesting people from all over the world, and I just had a good old, grand old time, 
and like I drank all through Europe like I was just fine like different the different wines across all the different regions and just drink by myself with a book and journal and take pictures and like leave and drink somewhere else and it was a whole thing like it was just a magic like in my mind it was a magical time but you know I was still working through hangovers and stuff like that um now on the flip side I've traveled since um I've been sober and it's been a whole different experience it was just something and at first I wasn't sure how I felt about it like I went I would go and be like all right um it had to become my um activity had to be around something other than drinking so it's like I could still enjoy the museums I could still go and see the local sites but like when it came to like the food and drinking part or just the drinking part because I didn't really care so much about the food like that became different for me and it's sort of like well what do I do now I felt like then when I first started I felt like well I have all this free time and I'm aware of everything like this isn't like is this how vacationing really is is this how you're supposed to feel like aren't you supposed to feel a little bit out of control you're not at work you don't have responsibilities um so I kind of felt like out of sorts with that at first and but as I but I also realized that that was just a shift in my thinking because I was so used to drinking and then whatever happened due to like me drinking I could just be like it's just alcohol so that's not really me instead of saying like no that's stuff that I really want to do so, but I just allow, I just blamed it on alcohol because that's what everybody tends to do um, when they get out of control, at least when it comes to alcohol in my case. Um, when I'm traveling sober, I think I started to learn to really slow down and become present in what was really happening and how I was really feeling. I could really enjoy a lot of the things that I took for granted because I was, we, I was running around to the next place to try this drink or I wanted to instead of going out I wanted to take this bottle of wine back to my Airbnb or hotel and drink it by myself stuff like that um so I got to experience like like so many I know it sounds so nerdy and geeky but I got to experience things like the sunrise and the sunset like so many things like that as you would think and you're like in these places with immaculate views and like crazy architecture and just like I would take it all for granted when I would travel because I'm not I'm not focused on that. I'm focused on like I want to go to the Louvre, and then after the Louvre, <laughs> I'm gonna walk over here, and I'm gonna go to this restaurant, and they have like half like like two dollar euro crafts or something like that. That's really great, and it's still like it's cheap, but it's really great wine compared to what we get in the states. So I'm gonna go do that, and you know, not being able, and then I just lose my mind in that. And just that's all I would end up doing. And so now I got to experience things like the sunrises and the sunsets. I would get up and go for walks. I would be the first one in line at, like, you know, at the museums and things like that that were um, the must-see thing because I didn't have, I wasn't, like, you know, shaking off a hangover. So I got to get up and do things and get things done earlier on my list compared to having to, like, sleep in and then go later. Um, I still went out, you know, and I still... A lot of people feel like, oh, but you can't go out um, and go to bars, or you can't go out into the, and still dance. Um, when I first got sober, that was really hard for me to do because I just felt so awkward. But as I was moving on, moving through the months of sobriety, and I got just used to that being my world or my life, 
I didn't, like, you start realizing that you can still have fun. I feel like sometimes we make or allow alcohol to be the focal point of an activity and not just something you do, you know, or at least, like, it's the focal point instead of thinking, like, you don't have to, like, alcohol is not the sense of the fun, you know? You don't necessarily need it in order to still have a good time. And I think it's just like we're just kind of made to feel that that isn't the case. Like you need alcohol in order to have the fun. Um, and um, when I started doing that, going to like this, like I don't know if they're discos or whatever, whatever it's called overseas, but um, going to those types of things, I would go by myself or go with friends and realizing like I could still dance. I could still lose myself in the music. I can still have a good time. And it was almost better in a way because, you know, I didn't wake up feeling like crap the next day. Like, I remembered everything. And um, I know that can be left so jarring sometimes for you and for other people sometimes, too. But it's like, you know, but it's, you can still lose yourself. You can still experience things. You can still enjoy your trip and your time away without alcohol being, like, a huge part or piece of it. Now, I'm not saying, like, you know, if you can moderate and that's your thing, have it, have at it. But I think thinking that you can't have a good time traveling or being a, or solo traveling or traveling with a group without alcohol being present, like, I don't, I don't necessarily believe that that is the case. When you were traveling in groups with other people, did you have a hard time with them wanting to go out and coming back wasted? Me, personally, no. Like, I, I mean, I'm, like, an what-you-see-is-what-you-get type of chick. Um, I'm also very, like, I try my best not to be judgmental, because who am I to judge? I've done some things in my life, too, you know? Perfect. I'm still not perfect. I'm never going to be perfect, you know? And your vacation's your vacation. That's how I look at it, you know? I'm here on vacation. This is how I want to roll. Like, we talk about it. Say, like, this is the type of things that we want to do together. This is what we're going to beat up. You know that I'm not drinking. You know, as long as you don't, you know, I'm cool with you drinking. Like, I'm cool with that, like, in my day-to-day life here in New York. Like, drink. If that makes you happy, do it. You know? I'm just not. And it's about my choice. What you do is totally your choice. You know? As long as it doesn't become, like, a problem for me and vice versa, then we're good. That's just, that's just kind of how I am. Um... Because I can't control you. We're all adults here. You can't control me. So yeah. um, as long as we respect each other and our time and what we're trying to do and the memories and all that stuff we're trying to build while we're traveling, then I'm all good. That's, you know? Yeah, that's, that's awesome. But what keeps you traveling? Just do you feel like it's a part of your blood since you grew up just kind of bouncing around all the time? Um, I would say it's part of my blood, but, you know, like, like I have a brother and you know, he was there with me, he's, you know, same parents and everything, and he doesn't like to travel, um, but, um, I think for me, it's like, I'm just a naturally curious person, and I think it's so, like, the world's so amazing, like, even if you don't understand it or get behind it 100%, like, there's so much you can learn just from being outside of your element. Even if it makes you anxious, and even if you, like, you know, because, you know, I've almost lost, like, missed planes 
coming back to the United States and like, you know, with the last plane out and like, you know, mistakes happen, crazy stuff happens when you travel. But, um, but, um, it's sort of like, but still just having that experience, even though it was stressful at the time and I don't want to repeat it, uh, um, meeting all types of different people from all over the world, people that didn't speak my language and we tried to find a way to still communicate, seeing things that I've read about in books all my life and just being able to see it in person for the first time. But yeah, yeah, being able to like see so many things like up close and in person and just being around a different way of life. Because I feel like for me, living in New York, when I go to other places and realize just how chill a lot of other places are compared to here, it throws me for a loop. You know, <laughs> yeah. I consider myself a very chill, laid back person. And then I go to other places and I'm reminded like, whoa, New York has really rubbed off on me. I'm not a chill I do not appreciate life the way that I should, and, like, traveling traveling helps me, like, I should appreciate more, you know, you know, especially when you go into other communities that may not have as much as the United States may, may you know, currently does, so it makes me, like, really reframe, like, reframe how I'm seeing myself and the world, those closest to me in, like, my life. Yeah. So, I think that's another reason why travel's, like, just huge for me. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure kind of traveling anywhere from New York is can be a little bit of a vacation and like chill downtime that you might need. Yeah, I feel like I haven't gone to any other place that has, is, is as high strung as New York. Like, there's no other place <laughs> that is like this. Yeah. Ever. Like, even like West Coast, everyone, even the big cities, everyone's more chill. I went to like like Thailand and like Europe, like all places that went like the big international cities, and they're still their overall size is still more chill than New York City. Yeah, I know. I know New York's very chill right now, though. Well, somewhat. Oh yeah, it's very quiet. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Since you don't drink alcohol, do you have just like a non-alcoholic beverage of choice? that you like to try when you go to different places like me i am a big coffee drinker so um i like to go to different cafes um while i'm traveling i do i like i'm a a tea drinker i became a huge tea drinker so i like to try to go to different things like different cafes and things like that and if they have like a blend or something that's more familiar to the area or something that i don't see here then i definitely try that like I, i love tea Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I also enjoy tea. Um, it's a it's a good alternative. Well, yeah. Um, thanks, Cynthia, for wanting to come on the show and tell us a little bit thanks about... Me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for telling us about you and your podcast and kind of um, everything that you've been through with um, your sobriety. Uh, it's very strong and admirable of you. Um, so much respect. Um to you for doing that and anyone else that kind of like struggles with that um, it seems like Cynthia would be a good resource to reach out to Um, I would definitely check out her podcast it's called getting your shit together Um, just a reminder that's what it's called Um, and where can people find your podcast yeah so you can find my podcast on most streaming platforms I am I'm on, it's hosted through Buzzsprout, so I have a page up there, but I'm also on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
um, Pandora, um, where else, Stitcher, um, pretty much almost anywhere, iHeartRadio, I'm on there as well, um, there's two Getting Your Shit Together podcasts, I'm the one with the black avatar, if you're curious, if you decide to go through iHeartRadio, um, um, but yeah, I'm at pretty much any platform that you can think of the popular ones, oh, I'm also on SoundCloud, so you can find me on there as well. And you're you're on Instagram too, right? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at getting at getting your ish together because you can't swear with Instagram. I'm on um, Twitter at getting your sh together. Um, you can email me at getting your ish together at gmail.com. Um, and my I'm getting a website together, so once that happens, I'll make sure to put it on like my Instagram and Twitter feed. So. Um, it would be easier to find me as well. And I'm trying to think if there's anywhere else. I think those are the main ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, thank you again, Cynthia, for coming on. And thank you all for listening. Um, until the next episode, uh, I'm out. Goodbye.